Welcome to The Row Show. We're your hosts, Lawrence Britton and Jake Green. And in this podcast, we're going to go into everything related to sport and performance. And we're also going to talk a little bit about rowing. South Africa. It brings people together, it breaks down barriers. My passion winning to be the best. Being the best is something we strive for. Sacrifice, crucial role as high fits. Compassion, great passion, fiction, ultimate goal. Glory, relentless training, pain. Pain. (laughs) Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to another awesome episode of The Row Show. Today we've got the Regatta Madness for the first time of 2020. We got. uh, um european champs from this last weekend and oh it was really really cool to see some racing coming down the track in 2020 we haven't seen uh, much of it so it was quite a day or uh, quite a weekend of racing yeah and as always we have uh, mr green with us what's up guys good to be back and our uh, new uh, wisdom of rowing dustin butler is joining us again uh, if you didn't catch him on the on the hype train uh, dustin has been a rowing coach for a number of years he's coached in south africa he's coached in uh, in the uk and he's a and he's doing stuff in australia at the moment and his rowing knowledge is always on point so we've brought him in to share some insights and welcome to the show once again dust Oh, thanks, Lawrence. Thanks, Jack. Uh, awesome to have a second take of it. And yeah, like you said, what awesome racing over the weekend. Um, so good to to see guys going hammer and tongs again. Um, yeah, really exciting. Just trying to think where we should start. I mean, there was there it was, was quite a, a mix a mixed bag of of results and some really really banger races. So maybe we'll start off with Jake. What was your race of the weekend? Well, actually, maybe Jake, we should have you apologize to the listeners for telling us that this men's skull was not going to be Yeah, I didn't say it wasn't going to be a good race, but yes, I'll take back what I said. The men's skull was a phenomenal race and it was flipping, yeah, it was really good. I I decided early on when I watched the men's pairs race, I'm like, no, I've made a decision. That was the race of the day. And I think, I, I haven't quite decided yet, but there were three other races that I thought were definitely would be up there. Light, both the lightweight men's double and women's double, and then the men's skull. I thought all of those were flipping amazing races. So, wait, your men's pair was the best race? I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll ask this question towards the end of this discussion, and I'll make my mind up then. And uh, and for you, Dustin? Uh, highlights would probably be um, World Rowing's uh, 20 medal ceremonies throughout the day. Um, no, I say that... Uh, very uh, dripping with sarcasm. Um, it's just something that gets to me that uh, we have to be put through medal ceremony. I just think the the whole broadcast loses momentum. Um, we could be filling that time with you know interview of athletes, um, some stories behind the next race. Um, but maybe that's a, a discussion for another podcast and another day. Um, in terms of highlights, I'd, I'd have to say just the whole Dutch squad. Like the quality yeah. of rowing was just amazing across the board. Um, they all just seem to be rowing the same way. Some really good uh, feel for the boat and, and understanding and sympathy with the boat. Um, and that's across the board, probably spearheaded by that men's squad, although it wasn't a, a great race. Um, it was a phenomenal row, again, from something that's probably bordering perfection, I'd say. Um, they are going to be very hard to stop uh, come Rio. Um, they're, they're far ahead of the field now, and they can always be, be chased down. Um, but that is some, some really good rowing, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
No, the, the men's quad, holy smokes. I mean, we've got the we've got the percentage sheet out here. They rode the fastest time of the day uh, with 97.88%, but yes, they are cooking at the moment. They're really on fire. I think they, like you said, they've got to be the crew to beat. And, you know, they, they feel like they, it looks like they haven't missed a step from World Champs. Like, I don't know what training they've done, but literally this looks like it's the next chapter after World Champs. So... They were brilliant. Yeah, they had the fastest percentage and the best, the biggest uh, difference to second place. So I think that was really, really impressive from them. And then I think going back to to your point, Dustin, I think we can talk about the the, the medal, medal ceremony because it is honestly trash. It's terrible. It's so bad. And like they don't need to make it quicker. Like they don't need to have races come down every you know couple of minutes, but they can just fill that time with something so much better like honestly if we could hear the medalists talk a little quick you know two minute interview with each of them um as as they as you and then like just a quick highlights of them getting their medal you know it would be so much cooler i mean imagine these guys have just raced like these humdinger races they are broken physically and like now they must think and try and answer some uh, difficult questions yeah. from uh from someone that's on point asking asking the right questions it's going to be it would be brilliant i mean we'd hear some real crackers like imagine hearing what ollie had to say after after that men's skull yeah. race i mean that would just be really good really superb so, so i would love to hear uh some interviews or you know there's so much i think there's a lot that they could do with the the 10 or 15 minutes that they have between races and they just kind of squander it yeah with poor the medal ceremony medal ceremonies it is it's a bit look rough. honestly it's just uh grandma and granddad that are hanging around in the broadcast to watch their darlings get their medals hung over their neck um and everyone else goes you know for a pee break or to make a cup of tea and sometimes people don't come back and if this is about capturing a market um we'll drawing a pretty much failing failing our product here um so th there might be reasons for it that we don't understand and it might be good to do some digging to understand why um yeah. but like i've said before rowing is about the stories you know we had the, probably the greatest interview of the Rio Olympics coming from rowing with the Irish lads um, yeah. broadcast, you know, all around the world, um, which drew attention to the sport. And we just don't seem to get any more of that. And I'm sure there, there are loads of stories we could hear from, you know, hear about the rivalries, uh, you know, gee things up for the next race. Um, but anyway, yeah, that is a massive bugbear of mine. And I'm not sure I understand it, but maybe it's incumbent upon myself to, to do some digging to find out why. But I mean, it's also, like you said, you mentioned the, the Irish guys. I mean, the reason those Oaks are so brilliant is because they are absolute characters. And maybe there are characters like that from all over the, the world, but you don't even know because you never hear them talk or you never hear they see their face, you never see their mannerisms, you don't see their energy. And what better energy you get from a person once they are either on the top of the world with winning result and maybe on the flip side, like absolutely gutted they'd missed out. That like... Um, exaggerates their own personality and their own character to something that's going to be brilliant to watch. Yeah, I think Jake, yeah. you're nailing it there. I think um, we really got to, we, they got to do something. So yeah, I think some, some digging is in order to see why they're not doing it and, and maybe we can uh, get some better answers to, to the listeners. But yeah, I think from, from, my, from my side, the race of the day was the men's scar. I mean, I just, 
it was such a cracker, you know, coming through Ali just really showing the dominance and the power through the middle and then coming into the end. I mean, Jake, you made such a good point of like everyone raced to the 1500 and then it was like, cool, we're going to reset you and race again <laughs> to yeah. the finish line. And it was, yeah, I couldn't believe it. And like, once again, new guys coming up, you know, yeah. uh, Poland coming up and, and, and the, the Greek guy now in the final. So I think that there's, there's just so many names that can that can take this thing and that can rock up on the day. And I think if you do not rock up with absolute your hundred percent best, you you're going to be trouble. Uh, yeah, left wanting. Um, Jake, what where should we go from here? Yeah, I mean, let's let's move on to chat about about the, the you know the men's pairs. It was uh, really I really enjoyed that race. I also thought it was like very similar to the men's skull in a way that they were. Different parts of the race, there were looked like there were people, you know, different uh, different people dominating. Like the Netherlands pair, I mean, I'm I'm pleased to see they didn't get on the podium because they flip and they put out a really brave performance. They went out, you know, bat out of hell. They were really driving the field on, um, driving the pace. And then you know, Romania kind of felt like they were sitting in the pack, just moving with the, the rest of the pack, and they really came on line so well in like the last 750 last 500 meters um and then yeah the sprint again you know the sprint came up and unfortunately the netherlands missed their spot in croatia um and italy came on back onto the podium so that was a really interesting race and exciting to watch too i think that it was you know you know romania weren't even in the final in 2019 so they must have clearly made uh, a Big lot of progress yeah. um over this lockdown period i mean they they their country was pretty strong at this regatta them and uh, the dutch but yeah i mean it's those guys jet, huh? yeah the private jets that's that's <laughs> the... that's the key to performance guys private jets <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe we need one yeah <laughs> I think in that men's pair, um, I might uh, sound like captain, obvious, and uh, looking with hindsight, but I just, I'm not sure that Croatian pair is as good as everyone makes them out to be. Um, they, I think they're pretty hit and miss. They, they do have some good rows, um, but I think on average, they're not the best pair I've seen. And if we think about the, the four pairs that have sort of dominated the Olympic cycles before, and the Kiwi pair, you know, the Australian pairs before that. I don't think these guys would be that competitive against these these guys the way we saw them row on the weekend. Um, so I, I think that field is, is wide open, really. And if you look at the percentages um, to world best, I think uh, it probably speaks to that a little bit. Um, so looking forward to to after Euros and, and the build afterwards to see to see some players coming to give them a nudge because I think it's very possible. Yeah, and I mean, I think that though, I think you spot on those creations. You know, they they are good. I mean, they've they crushed the double uh, for so many years in the quad, and then moving into the pair, they've definitely struggled to really nail the consistency that they had in the other boat classes. Because you know, they do rock up to some regattas where they are really strong and and rowing really well. But I feel like they even their technique varies quite a lot. Like, and they really looked like they were struggling in that in that race yesterday. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Romanians took full, full advantage of that. And Italy also, I thought would be maybe a bit, bit quicker than they, than they mm. were. Um, yeah, but yeah. they showed they got that, that they always have that sprint because they came, you know, that's one thing though, with, I, I, I noticed with this Ital- Italian sweep team, you never, those guys in the, the last 500s. And I know this, uh, I know this very well They you can never count them out because they have got this amazing ability to generate such good speed in the last 500 meters on flipping scraps. 
So, yeah, they, they weren't as good, but I mean, the sprints, you can just see that's just the quality of the, 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 the athlete and characters they are to get back on the podium. So, okay, so let's, um, what about, let's talk about the rate a bit, because I noticed in a lot of the races, uh, a lot of crews, like there were quite a few races where the outliers, uh, the like leaders to the middle of the race were really pushing the rate up and up and up and like i mean like ollie for one he was well above 40 for a lot of the race <laughs> and um and the the you know in the pair and stuff and and we see the the italians often really high rating and that's what do you think of these crews that are like really pushing the 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 strokes per minute down the track yeah it seems to be in a, a little bit of a paradigm shift since since rio with with high rating crews and and high rating being somewhat of the order of the day i don't know what's popular popularized it um you know aussie four springs to mind uh, very high rating maybe the first to to jump on the scene and win the world championships with that high rating um but i guess the our crew's going any faster um potentially potentially there's a small change um but with rowing being an outdoor sport it's, it's pretty hard to measure um i'm not sure i think there's equally crews that are a little bit lower and sometimes as much as four or five pips lower sitting mm. fairly close particularly through the cruising part of the race um with these crews um i think it's ex- it's expensive but it's also you know high risk high reward if you don't get it right particularly in crew boats if you don't sync up perfectly at you know 42 43 there may be a, a high cost to pay later on in the race and you don't give yourself flexibility to sprint home um but that said there's lots of crews employing it and employing it pretty successfully at the moment um but i'm not sure i've got to be honest yeah i would say like it's it's a bit of a a gamble especially with the weather change because like i often you often see then when the conditions get a bit quicker then those crews that are really high rating struggle to they don't have anywhere more to go like we often see that with the the italians is then like when the the speed comes up and everyone else's rate starts to come up to to that 40 mark then they don't really have Mm. any anywhere any more space to to go so yeah, I think it's really interesting. I think it's going to be quite a, an interesting thing to, to see going into Tokyo and into the races um, going forward. And Dust, what do you think of like these times and this racing? Like, What do you think that means for, for the next uh, season, for 2021? Or do you think it means nothing? I don't think it means nothing. I mean, I think you know, crews like, I mean, squads like the Dutch and the Romanians would have, would have taken a lot of confidence out of this regatta and will you know, be brimming swimming with confidence and, and ready to get on with the next season pretty quickly. Um, look, I think there's individual stories again. Some people will take confidence. Some people, this will be the catalyst. Um, some pe- people might be, be burning too hot right now. Um, I think we'll, we'll know what European champs means when we get to, to Tokyo and that story is written. Then we can look back and, and join the dots, I guess. Um, but this is just a single, single point at the moment. Um, yeah, but, but I, I think... For me, the rise of the Romanians again and, and the Dutch and just their squads just look really close-knit in the way they're rowing. It just seems like they've got a common common stroke profile, common technique. Um, yeah, and really, really good rowing to watch. Yeah, and I think the, also like on that point, a lot of the if you look at the Romanian crews, especially the, the sweep guys, there are a lot of young guys there too. So that's really promising to see. But I mean, it's it's hard to really look too much into it because of how isolated this is this event is in relation to anything else that's going to be relevant next year. But I mean, it's just good to see 
you know the and it's it's cool because you see the guys that did perform well generally speaking at world champs here showed the class and performed very well there are obviously some notable exceptions like the polish four oli ziedler didn't come out um so well in the men's skull um as a world champ um but the rest of the field that everyone that performed well did, did exceptionally um exceptionally good and also another uh, person i was ex- exceptionally impressed with was uh, sunita from ireland who you know had her back up against the wall after the semi? She she didn't win a heat. She didn't win a semi. Rocks up in the final, and then she shows some real class. And you can see she's a veteran of of the rowing scene, coming through and and winning the final. So I was so impressed with her performance in the final. I don't know what you think about that, Lawrence. Yeah, I thought uh, yeah because I really didn't think that she was going to win it after mm. the the heat and the semi. But you know she's really strong and <laughs> managed to to turn the the week around. You know there are still a few people missing from the singles, yeah. so that's going to change quite a lot as we we get to the the World Cups next year. Um, but yeah, I think really really cool cool racing and and interesting results. I mean just to look at the numbers a little bit. We have the the top three performers of the day. We already spoke about the Dutch quad rowing uh, nearly 98%. Then we have, as always, lightweight women's double just behind them, 97.5. And then surprisingly, I thought the men's eights with uh, Germany uh, coming in the third the third spot there, 96%. So a drop off quite a bit um, from those those first two to the the eight, but. Still really impressive to to see Germany manage to to bat out there. You know they're so consistent and they just always rock up with that uh, yeah, that BMT. And I mean, uh, surprising to see the Dutch struggling in mm. the in the eight as well. I thought that, especially watching the rest yeah. of the racing, I thought that the Dutch were going to have a crack in the eight, and and um, I was surprised to see them struggling there. What did you think of the the eight there, Dust? Yeah, probably the Dutch men's eight. The the losers of of the regatta, not you know, not a bad result, but I really by watching some of their training uh, on social media and you know the talk around the squad and how well they were doing, I was really fired up for a, a good pull from them uh, and to to give the Germans a a, a red hot crack, um, but it didn't materialise. Unfortunately, though, the Romanians were pretty good, but you know, in the context of the age race, probably probably still far back, and the, the Germans seem to have it uh, well in control and locked down. They're, they're a phenomenal crew. Um, will they go this cycle and beaten? Have they been beaten this season? Uh, this this cycle? Well, I'd say at the moment it looks like it, because I mean their best, their closest opposition they were racing here. You could maybe you could argue for GB being a big exclusion from that race, but compared to World Champs, their biggest opposition is is they raced on the weekend, and they can sh- they clearly showed um, that they are quite far ahead of the competition. I mean, they only beat the Romania Germans by, just... yeah, the Germans are good. Sorry, they right? only beat Romania by a second and a half. But I feel like a second and a half in the eighth is a lot of time. Yeah, like it didn't look like they were under pressure. No, and they're just so flexible. They can sort of race from anywhere. You know, sometimes crews will lead them, but they come through. Other times, they're jumping everyone and, and getting out, and they've always just got this change of speed, which I think is always so hard in in a men's eight to 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 actually make something that is going so quickly already go faster um is a real skill set um and and something they they obviously understand i think they just simply understand the boat better than anyone else you know well i just wanted to make another point like uh i mean we're talking about the dutch being a little bit disappointing in the men's eight and it kind of brought to mind i was another crew i was really hoping to see perform was actually the lithuanian men's double 
um, of uh, Grisconis and Ritter. I was hoping to see them performing quite well because obviously they they silver medalists from Rio. They're back in the double, and I thought they were going to be back to good form, but it definitely seems like they need a bit of practice. They were a little bit off the pace come the final, but I'm definitely going to be watching them uh, coming come next year because I think uh, they still got a lot of uh, work to do. Yeah, and so I thought that they they were quite a surprise. But then also another team that that seemed to to have been doing some good training was the Greeks. Uh, the Greeks had a lot of uh, races where they they were surprisingly yeah, the pretty good. The Scully the team was was quite on point this uh, this weekend, and the, yeah, the two Scullers into the A final, and I mean the the women's Scully really falling off through the that's the third quarter of the race and i thought okay cool she's done a good uh, first k and now she's going to struggle to to stay in the race and then coming right back in the in the last 500 was was really impressive and yeah i'm sure we're gonna we're gonna see her around and, and see her in some more a finals i think yeah and uh, the men's color also i mean he didn't make it on the podium i think he came fifth there but you know he was re- looking super competitive um in the in the middle of that race and i thought this guy might uh make a big upset but yeah the greek the greek scholars are looking good another team that i thought performed really well considering their tiny nation is um island and i think they they were they were i mean the double the men's double again they had uh, philip doyle was missing so i was impressed to see they still managed to make it onto the podium because this is another event where the the European doubles are flipping fast. It's not one of those events where they're missing a lot of guys from the other continents. The men's double is in Europe is stacked. So I was impressed to see that the Irish men's double um, stay stay in there. And I mean, the Ireland team on whole, like each regatta, there's a new crew that's on the podium. Like the the, the women's four from Ireland just made it onto the podium. So they're really doing well for such a small nation. Yeah, the, the Irish coach by Antonio Morigiovanni, um, very good coach, uh, Italian, but uh, spent a lot of time in Australia, uh, very highly regarded this side of the world, uh, and obviously that side of the world now with, with the work he's, he's doing. I believe uh, a student of Gianni Postiglioni's too, um, and Gianni obviously um, head or technical director of the Greeks, um, so, so his uh, net goes far and wide. Yeah, for sure, the mastermind. Definitely, and then just looking at the the bottom the bottom of the the pool, we have men's four coming in at 93 percent, so uh, and over four percent down on the on the men's quad. So that's that's quite a big drop. And women's pair, women's skull, and women's eight also down at the bottom. So I mean, I think that's just. Uh, we're just seeing the, yeah. the boats that are, are either missing a lot of countries, so like uh, the especially on the women's side, a lot of the, you know, um, New Zealand, Americas, Canada, uh, and and they're Australia. missing. And then the men's four, I don't know, they also seem to be just constantly I on think, the bottom half. Yeah, I think the, that that event's open at the moment. I think there isn't really anyone in that field that's super dominant. I think the Aussies were quite dominant, but. You know, they obviously had a bit of a shock at World Champs. But I think the men's four is a super open field. And uh, there are a lot of, you know, people going, you're going for, that's a, yeah, a lot of people can grab that, that contender spot and really put their, their name on the, on the event. So I think there's a lot to come from that event. It's super open at the moment. Cool. So anything else that we want to, we want to chat about? Anything that you've got, Dustin? No, not really. Um, yeah, just great to see some rowing again. Um, again, 
individual stories behind crews, behind squads, you know, that will sort of play it out over the, the next year leading into Tokyo. Um, you know, Sunita Pasper, I, I guess that was one one athlete I was thinking about. You know, I, I believe she has children. Um, and you think, you know, lockdown happens in her country and potentially the children don't go to school and, you know, she's on duty having to look after kids and instead of going out or, or doing as much training as she usually does. You know, that could have affected her, her training leading into the Shurigata or may well have done. I believe she's, she's also changed coaches over, over the year, but still still managed to, to pull out the win there. Um, and I'm sure all, the, all, all these athletes, all these squads have, have something they've had to deal with. Um, and going into next year, too, who deals with it the best, I guess. Um, some people will see opportunities. Some, some squads will find opportunity in and all, um, while others might struggle to adapt and cope with, with what's going on. So really exciting for, for next season. And, and I think this was possibly a good way to, to end a pretty bland season, I guess. Yeah, the most yeah. Uh, boring season of all time. But uh, yeah, I think it's just a really cool starting season, uh, starting point, I feel. I feel like this is the starting point for now Tokyo 2021. And now we're going to see people are just going to kind of use this as a, a kind of uh, standard and, and, a, and a gauge and then to, to move on. And I think uh, by... So next year, I think we're going to see maybe some different results uh, in some of the events, but I think we're going to see the standard just constantly getting pushed up. And I have no doubt that, you know, all this extra training, I think is going to make a better Olympics and yeah. there's going to be more speculation and there's going to be more uh, chance for upsets and stuff. So I think next year's racing is going to be really, really exciting. And I, and I'm, I think it's, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. And I think, I mean, Dustin said it, the, the stories next year coming out of the Olympic Games, it's got to be the underlying factor with that is going to be, you know, who dealt with the virus the best because everyone is going to have to deal with, I mean, they have dealt with huge setbacks and um, hardships and whatever through their countries with lockdown and, and such. But the crews that are going to perform well are going to be the crews that handle and adapt to the conditions the best. And that's, I think that's what we're going to see next year. Yeah, so, I think it may be in future future podcasts, potentially try find some of these answers how how squads have dealt with mm. with lockdown you know how they approach the europeans i mean we asked the question was this the end of a season for some squads or, or was this the beginning i remember when uh world champs was in 2010 in new zealand we're, we're in november you know it was a, a, a long season going into that november but then a short short build up after that to 2011 world champs and, and the olympic qualification regatta and bled uh, and there were a multitude of different ways that those were approached. Uh, I think the British squad at the time used the World Champs actually as the start of their season. Um, they had their book ended that season with World Champs, so started in New Zealand and then ended in, in Bled for Olympic qualification. Um, so yeah, maybe put our feelers out and, and and ask a few questions and maybe get back to the listeners with with some of the answers there. Yeah, so actually I did a bit of digging on that one and it turns out that most of these countries, this is the end of the season, which I was not expecting at all. Um, I thought that this would be the start of most uh, most countries' seasons, but yeah, it turns out that most of the, the, the countries, um, especially the, the Dutch and the uh, Romanians, this will be the end of the season, so now they'll probably have a bit of a break and then uh, start kicking things off again in a, in a few weeks' time. So I thought that was really interesting because um, I thought this would just in my mind was definitely the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah, interesting. 
Cool. Well, I think that's been a, been a pretty good uh, pretty good chat and, and awesome to see some racing and, and discuss it. And I'm sure there will be many more uh, times to speculate and and you know build the hype before the Tokyo Olympics. So, Dust, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom. And I'm sure I got a lot of cool feedback from your, your hype train. So people really enjoyed having you on the show. Uh, obviously, they don't enjoy me and Jake that much. No, so not too much. It was, <laughs> it was good for them to have someone new. And yeah, I think uh, good job. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks very much, guys. Really enjoying it. And, and yeah, hoping to continue and, and what promises to be an exciting season next season leading into Tokyo. Fingers crossed for that one. I'm, I'm sh- pretty sure it's going to happen probably not in the format that we're used to for an Olympic Games. Um, but let's see how it all plays out. Definitely. Thanks, Dustin. Tops. Thanks, Dustin. That's a wrap from us, guys. Enjoy right. it. If you missed any of those races, go back and watch. And yeah, it's uh, we'll put the link for, for the racing. And yeah, go find them. Go watch them. And yeah, enjoy your, enjoy your week, guys. Uh, look out for part two of Vicky Thorny coming out later in the week. Uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. And we're out. Sweet. Cheers. 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 Goodbye.